community um, is fully supported. We were able to raise $105,000 with your support. We were able to welcome over 1,500 people from across the community, over 100 of them being survivors. Um, so we really appreciate all that you guys did to make this event a success. Thank you. In our efforts to make our world a better place, God has given our pastor the vision to build a state-of-the-art youth complex right here at Zion Hill. By simply sowing a monthly seed of only $19.25 for one year, we will be able to build a safe and exciting place for young people to hang out, play games, socialize, and come into a saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Ladies, it's time to move that body. The Ladies Exercise Fellowship will take place every Tuesday and Thursday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. For more information, please contact Sister Ophelia Allen or Sister Mary Boyd Smith. It's that time of year where we celebrate the fall. Fall Fest 2022 Trunk or Treat Edition. That's right, with pumpkin contests, spacewalks, games, food, and a whole lot more. Make sure you join us on Monday, October 31st from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. right here in the Zion Hill parking lot. If you are a guest today joining us for the first time, we are so glad that you've decided to worship with us. After service, please stop by our guest center where we'll have a special gift just for you. If you've been blessed by this ministry, partner with us in spreading the gospel all over the world. This is your opportunity to give unto the Lord and give to this ministry. You can do so by scanning our QR code on the screen or text to give by texting ZH family followed by the dollar sign to 73256. That's 73256. Or you can go to our website at www.zionhill.com and click on the Give tab or simply give through our new church app. That's right. Zion Hill has a new app. Visit us at Google Play or at the Apple App Store and search for Zion Hill Church Family to download. And if you're searching for a church home, we invite you to be a part of the Zion Hill family. Meet Pastor Dara and Lady Elizabeth at the altar after the benediction or go to the church website and complete the information on the e-church tab. Please join Pastor Joshua Joy Dara every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. for our online Bible school called Grace for Today or our in-church Bible school. Also, feel free to join us for our Friday night prayer service every Friday night at 6 p.m. Thanks again for joining us in worship today. We pray that you have a blessed week. And until next time, we'll see you at the top. Good morning, good morning, and good morning. I'm Minister Lily Bead, and I'm here to lead us in prayer today. Amen. We'd like to say welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're a first-time visitor, we'd like to appreciate you for spending your morning with us to praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. And we would also like you to sign in out there at the uh, guest desk before you leave today because we have a special gift for you. Amen? And if you are viewing online, we ask you to press the like, share, and subscribe button. 
and be a blessing to someone. Amen. Amen. Let us go to God in prayer. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. Father God, we thank you that this is the day that you have made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity once more and again to fellowship with you today. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you that you have forgiven us of all of our sins, and you have blocked out all our transgressions, and you have washed away all our iniquities. Father God, we ask you to create in us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us. In the name of Jesus, Father God, give us a listening ear and an obedient heart to follow after the words that the man of God would deliver to us today. We ask you to bless Pastor Darren and his whole family. In the name of Jesus, and Lord God, we bind the hand of the enemy that come to be a hindrance to this message, this day, and your people, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everybody. Let's stand on our feet. You know what time it is. It's time to praise and worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. His name is Jesus. Can you clap your hands like this? Come on. Come on, say right time. Come on, we want to speak what the Word of God says this morning. Right the tablet of are the branches so he who abides in me will forever be fruitful in me yeah and I am the way the truth and the light no one gets to the father yeah, except that they come through me oh come on let not mercy and truth forsake you. Forsake you. Help us sing it. So you really ought to
don't trust in God, just wave your hand and say, God, I trust you. Come on, say, God, I trust you. No matter what it looks like, I trust you, God. No matter what it feels like, I trust you, God. I trust you, God. And I lean not into my own understanding. Lean up to you, yeah. Say, I'm leaning, I'm leaning, I'm leaning, I'm leaning, I'm safe. My 
giving. I hope and pray you're excited about giving. Please permit me to begin a journey of trying to get all of us uh, improving the area of our finance. Let me mention to you that God has a plan 
for each of us to be financially stable and not just stable but to be financially blessed and it's not as difficult as we're making it many of us we are praying to God for financial blessing am I right about it and that is good but if you notice many of us never get it so there must be something else that is missing in the equation and what is missing is really what the Bible showed when a woman was approached by a bunch of creditors. It's in your Bible. Her husband died and her husband left her in debt. And the creditors came to take the child. Just like we have a system here Creditors will repo your house or foreclose on it. And creditors will come and repo your car. So the Bible is very relevant. But notice the solution. And that's I want you to please grab hold of. The word of God is real if you work it. The solution that the preacher prescribed it's very simple. Go get some vessels and get as many as you can get. Am I still in the book? Notice that he did not say go get oil. There's no problem with the oil. Oil is flowing. Heaven is in business 24 hours. What is missing is the vessel. You are the vessel that God will bless. But if the vessel is messed up, the oil will not flow. So many times our problem is that we have a mindset that does not permit wealth. So I want you to begin today to work on the vessel that God wants to use. Many times you and me are the holder. Holy Spirit made it very clear. Work on people's mindset. If their thinking is right, the oil will flow. So we've got to get the vessel right. I see uh, some of our, our lawyers in the house here. Uh, if you talk to that man and you tell him you slap somebody. Nobody going to sue your hand. Guess who they going to sue? The vessel. The vessel is the problem. If you can get this vessel right, everything else will flow. Alright? So begin today to see yourself blessed. See yourself healed. I can pray for you until my tongue fall out. If your mind did not receive it, you will never be healed. So you start with the verse. How do you change your thinking? The Bible says this book of the law. 
Don't let it depart from your mouth. Meditate. Your mind got to change. Meditate upon it. See, we all have stinking thinking. Me too. I was raised as a missionary Baptist preacher. That's all I knew until I began to change my thinking. This, this machine, I got to work on it. And the more I change it and line up with what God said about me, not what the Baptist said, not what the Methodist said, not what anybody said, all of a sudden, I begin to attract wealth. Wealth is like a bird. God wants to bless you. He's not raising an orphanage. God is a good God. So what is missing is the vessel that he will use. So you got to begin to meditate on the word of God. Cut off a lot of garbage that you're watching. Your television can be your greatest enemy. Make up your mind. I would not spend this much time of my life every day on social media or on television. You can make that decision. You are in control. It's the vessel. If I take off today and I'm running and I'm speeding and I run into the ditch, I'm not going to sue. Nobody's going to sue the car. Guess where the problem is? The vessel. So God wants to pour a blessing. He wants to open up the windows of heaven and pour out, not drips, pour. That there will not be enough for you to receive it. I made up my mind more than 30 years ago. I'm not going to just be another preacher in town. I want to distinguish myself. And how do I do that? Begin to line up with the word of God. Change this vessel. And everything else, you begin to attract wealth. You seek first the kingdom of God. All of his righteousness. Guess what? All these other stuff. I hope you receive it. I wanted to make sure I changed lamb landscape of our financial structure as a people so that we're not going to pay their loans. We're not living month to month. We're not struggling. In fact, I hate to, to be blunt with you. There's one thing I don't need to pray for anymore. Money. It's not in my prayer list. So once you position your mind, you will attract wealth. Then you can focus on more important things. Are you all still here? Tell your neighbor I got it. Now don't lie now. This is serious stuff. Say to your own self, Seb, we got this. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that wealth and riches are in our house. We believe your word. You said it. You said wealth, riches, is going to be in our homes. 
Many of us don't see it because the vessel is not lining up with your word. I thank God for so many in this house that are obedient to your word. They are tight in their giving. Now I pray, oh God, that you will help our mindset. That we can see ourselves as you go see us. We are blessed and we are highly favored. In Jesus' name. Amen. The ushers will come. The choir will minister. Let's give. Thank you, sir.
choir, if you listen to them and you count how many times they said, I am blessed, you'll be, you'll be amazed what they're saying. So, but not only do you have to say with your mouth, your spirit must receive it. You have to know your knowing you're a blessed woman. You're a blessed man. So when any ugliness comes your way, your spirit will kick back. See, sometimes you have to kick back. Your spirit will tell you, oh no, we are supposed to be blessed. No, this is not from God. Even when you are sick, your spirit will kick back and say, oh no, I'm supposed to be healed. I'm not trying to be healed. I'm already healed. By his stripe, I am healed. And feed that spirit and feed that spirit. Not just, not just saying it. Begin to believe what you would say. And before you realize it, even sicknesses will come. And your body will kick it back. And say, no, back to the sender. Because this body is healed. 2,000 years ago. So begin to believe what you are reading, what you are singing, what you are preaching, what you are saying. Distinguish yourself as a child of God. That no, it's not going to happen. Not under my watch. Your children are blessed. Did, did you hear what I said? See? Even your reaction tells me you haven't got it yet. See. By the way, when you see all the millionaires of this world, they are not smarter than you and me. But their thinking is different. They can lose millions. It's no big deal because they know their thinking. They know how to get more. So they never can go down. It's in the mind. Let this mind be in you. Which is also in Christ Jesus. You will never see Jesus struggling for money. Never. The, the disciples were, oh Lord, we're running out of food. And he just look at them and say, what's your problem, <laughs> Mr. Philip? Peter, what's your, what's, what's your hang-up? And we only have five loaves. Two fish. He just keep on preaching. <laughs> I've had to do that a few times here. We just run out as a church. And I just keep on. I just ignore everybody, committing everybody. If God said it, it is said. Whether it's said in your life or in my life will depend on this vessel, your vessel. Do you have the courage to receive the word of God? So. You got it? Yeah.
Amen. I want to say thank you to all of you that are joining us live streaming and every one of you that are listening on radio, television. It's a blessing to worship with Zion Hill. We are grateful, grateful, grateful for that. I want to also thank those of you who are here because you could be home watching sports or whatever it is you watch. Harry Potter, really. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We are grateful that you have come. The weather is bad out there, but you show up. That's what commitment is all about. Guess what? When the weather gets bad, I show up on my job. Am I right about it? So the same thing in the kingdom of God. You don't say, oh, the weather is bad today. I'm not going. No, you're going to get your pay cut. So we don't want God to cut your pay. Amen. We're glad to see some of our folks. And that's Reverend Reed there. This is another brother, brother Gary Johnson, I believe. Amen. These precious brothers are running for city council. Amen. Get to know them. They were here before. I said it, I said it again. Some candidate don't show up. And I called them out. They, they called me and they said, why you do that? I said, because I'm telling the truth. I don't kiss up to nobody. So the truth is what will set us free. We invited you. We send email. We call you. And you don't show up. And you don't even have the respect to call. So if you're not going to show up on your job, you got to call. Because you see, I'm running late or I have an emergency. So these people showed up. Amen. Amen. You've got to do something for yourself. That's how it works in this kingdom of God. Thank you all. Reverend Reed, Brother Johnson. Amen. The man with the white... Praise the Lord. We wish both of you well. Is there any other person running for office in the house? I don't want to leave nobody out. I always like to give honor to whom honor is due. Amen. People ask me, who are you endorsing? Nobody. I endorse Jesus. Amen. I trust you. You have enough wisdom. I don't have to babysit nobody. Alright? All minds clear. Let's get up. Let's walk around. Let's say hello. Choir, you're doing good. You look good. Amen. I'm joining the choir.
Amen. I want to mention to you how grateful I am to all of you for the homegoing of Brother Bowie's and Sister Bowie's parents. You all came and support them. We are grateful, grateful for that. Also, some of you went to Mississippi to support Minister Cofield, Marie Cofield. Again, we are very, very grateful. Every time you show up to support our own, it means a lot to me. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. Also, I want to say thank you to those of you that came yesterday to support our music director, our brother Matt. Amen. It was a glorious time. I learned a lot about brother Matt that I didn't know before. And it's very, very encouraging. Every time we celebrate one another. Amen. Thank you so much for honoring this man of God. He's been helping us. And you ought to bless him. Amen. My wife and I gave him a cowboy. <laughs> But it's from the heart. It's from from the heart. Thanks to all of our guests. We love every one of you. Uh, I'm believing God that this coming year will be a glorious year for us. Amen. So you don't wait until next year. You begin to celebrate right now. We have Deacon Gibson here. Maybe we can get him to to line us up for a cruise. Amen. And the choir, Sister Shirley, uh, we are going figures. Say amen. Amen. (laughs) Yes, indeed. I'm just... I'm just pastoring, you know, <laughs> lining of the year. <laughs> and we're going to have a glorious time in Jesus' name. I want to thank you, my sister, for planning that birthday yesterday. You did a great job. That was... Amen. All minds clear? Now it's time for me to get in the spirit. <laughs> I see Reverend Wilson say it's about time. (laughs) Will you please stand with me for the reading of the word of God? Thank you, choir. That was good singing. I knew it was going to be good. That's my neighbor, you see. She's anointed. We make you to stand because heaven and earth will pass away but the word of God will stand forever. Even your jacket, your latest star, will all be history. 
You have to get more clothes. But the only thing that stands is the word of God. So it's worth standing for. The book of Acts, chapter 28, verse number one. Just one verse. The book of Acts, chapter 28, verse one. The Bible says, and when they escaped, then they knew that the island where they're located was called Malita. Take note of that word. Malita. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you always hear us. Grass withered, flowers fade, but your word will always stand. First, I lift up everyone in need of healing today. I decree and I declare they are healed in Jesus' name. By your stripe, all of us are healed. Lord, I thank you for your healing virtue. We cover this whole congregation with the blood of Jesus. Let your anointing flow freely, unhindered, without interruption today. And I thank you for miracles, signs, and wonders in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, a place called Malita. A place called Malita. In the passage I just read to your hearing, there is a place. It's an island. And the name of that place is called Malita. So what is the big deal about this island? Brother Pastor, I'm glad you asked. And let me encourage you to read the chapter before this one. Acts chapter 27. It tells you the whole story of what Malita is all about. In a nutshell, let me tell you what happened. Apostle Paul was preaching the gospel. And while he was preaching, you won't believe it, he got arrested by the police for preaching the gospel. Then they set up the trial. You know how you get arrested. And then the police will file a report with the district attorney's office. And then they will set up a hearing preliminary hearing and then eventually you have a full hearing, a full trial. For Paul's trial, it was set up in Rome. Why Rome? Because Rome is the place where jurisdiction for this case exists. 
So that means they have to transport Paul to another city called Rome. It is not uncommon that somebody is arrested in Alexandria and we may have to ship him to another city for trial. That's what's going on here. And the Bible said that they gave Paul to a law enforcement officer. His name is Julius. So they say, Julius, who by the way is a centurion, is a top dog, they say, your job is to move this prisoner, transport him to Rome, where he's going to face trial. Are you with me so far? So back then, they don't have automobiles like you do now. So they travel by sheep. So they put Apostle Paul in a sheep. And ladies and gentlemen, they started at the coast of Asia. And they traveled through a place called Cyrus, another city. And then they go, they're still traveling now, they go to a city called Mara. And then when they got to Mara, the preacher said, excuse me, sir. All right? You know the police officer, they'll listen to you. They say, what you have to say, sir? He said, in case you all don't know, I'm a preacher. So... (laughs) Apostle Paul said, God appeared to me in my dream. And he told me, it's not wise for you to go on this trip. He said, the weather is going to get bad. See, that's what preachers do. And he said, if I were you, I would postpone this trip. Well, Mr. Julius, a typical officer. They say, okay, we have heard you read. Shut up. Overrule. We're going. And by the way, your opinion don't count. So they continue to sail. And then they change ship. You won't believe the name of the ship. It's called the ship of Alexandria. Just like your city has been named. The Bible is powerful. And so relevant. So they change ship, they continue to travel, and guess what happened? The weather got bad. Just like the preacher said. I can stop here and have church because many of you, your biggest problem is not listening to your preacher. The reason why you are still struggling. The book of 2 Chronicles chapter 20 says, believe in God and you shall be what? Oh, Lord Jesus. He said, believe his prophet and you shall be established. Could it be your struggle is because you won't believe your own pastor? That's like a child, parents trying to tell the child, baby, I've lived before you, I know. 
what you are doing will get you in trouble. Oh, mama is too old. Oh, daddy don't know nothing. But one day, it will catch up with you. And then you will remember mama. <laughs> the preacher, a man of God, is not just for decoration. I am not here to entertain you. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. I'm amazed that people who live outside this four wall, they are getting blessed from the words that come out of the mouth of your pastor. But you who are paying the bills, sometimes just another Sunday for you. Always listen to your man of God or to your woman of God. And you know how to read. I will tell you the chapter. I will tell you the verse. You can read it yourself. And if the word of God says so, then you ought to believe. They failed to believe Reverend Paul. And guess what? They ran into a storm. Just like the preacher told them. The weather changed. The sky got dark. The wind began to blow furiously. And the sheep was tossed around. Then Paul said, I think Paul is my relative. Paul rubbed it in. He said, you know I told you. That's the kind of preacher I am. I will let you know. Nah, 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 nah. You should have listened. But Paul said, but don't fear. I got another dreams. God said to me last night, he said, all of us going to make it. He said, some of us may make it on broken pieces. Oh, you miss a good place to shout. Tell your neighbor you're going to make it in Jesus' name. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what you're facing right now, but it's good to know when it's all over, you're still going to be standing. Open your mouth, shout amen. One day I have to preach on that. Making it on broken pieces. Ladies and gentlemen, there were 276 more prisoners. You ever seen this big bus that transport prisoners? It's not just for Paul. There were 276 other prisoners on the ship. And Paul said, nobody will lose their life. It's good to know. Well, sister dear, she always encouraged me when she sang that. It's good to know. The Bible says, be still and know. When you know something, your thinking is different. While everybody is freaking out, you just know. Somebody say, I got a feeling. Every 
is going to be all right. Don't matter what the economy says. It don't matter how, how, how many digits the inflation is. The righteous are never forsaken. They are seed. They never beg for bread. When you know, you just know. It doesn't matter to me who's in office. Democrat, Republican, Independent. I know when it's all over, I will still be standing. Amen. Paul said to them, I know something. God told me nobody will lose their life. You may make it on broken pieces, but you're going to make it. So they had a shipwreck. The weather was so bad, the ship fell apart, and they found themselves in a little island called Malita. Now you know why I'm talking about Malita. I said, there is a place called Malita. It is that place where people got shipwrecked. And when they got there, 276 people, along with Reverend Paul, Guess what? There are barbarians on the island. Then the Bible said those barbarians were kind to these prisoners. I can stop there and preach if barbarians have enough sense to be helpful. Why are you so mean and ugly to people? And you say you're safe. You say you're born again. You say you speak in tongues. What kind of devil lives in you? These barbarians, guess what they did? They collected all the prisoners. And then they put wools together. And they begin to start fire. Because it was raining. It was cold. I can preach on that all day. Because some of you under the sound of my voice, the problem right now is that it's cold in your life. God delivered me from a cold church. Hey, preachers, if your church is cold, start a fire. Oh, glory. Be like preaching today. <laughs> That's all you need to do. But the amazing thing is that the barbarians had enough sense to know that. But cheerful, they were speaking bigly. Oh Lord God, I tap. Shut up! <laughs> you need some fire in the house. And nobody getting saved. Nobody getting baptized. No moving of the Holy Spirit. No miracles, no signs and wonder. And you say, we are the first church of... Really? The barbarians start fire. And then the next thing you know, Reverend Paul decided to help them out. Ain't that something? You know why Paul wants to help? Oh, I can preach on this. Paul 
wants to show that he's not a lazy preacher. You know some preachers. I am bishop. <laughs> oh, goodness. One day, true story, uh, one of my children was moving. She got a job over there in Texas, and so we have to move her from Baton Rouge to Texas. So I called uh, the right deacon, McClendon. I said, I want you to take me to Baton Rouge. We're going to get uh, you all, and we're going to move this young lady, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. So I said, at least we need two people. And I said, that's you and me. <laughs> True story. Dickie McLean say, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, if I'm lying on the house, it's somewhere. I said, what am I missing? He said, I know you're not going to do nothing. <laughs> He said to me, he said, no, we've got to find another person who can work. <laughs> so I insisted. I said, no. Guess where I learned that from? The Bible is simple. That's why I'm chilling today. See, I learned that from Paul. Paul is not just a taker. He's a giver. Many people cannot prosper because all you do is your hand out. Trying to help you. It don't take much to prosper in life. While people are helping you, you ought to help your own self. So I got in my blue jeans. We went there and we, we did what we have to do. When he pick one, I pick another one. When he do something, I, I join him. And then on our way back, Dickie McLean said, Rev, you know, you're all right. <laughs> Apostle Paul was trying to show he's not just a taker. So he's rolling sleeves to help these people in the island who are starting fire for them. So Apostle Paul was picking, grabbing some wools to put it on fire also. The rest of the prisoners, guess what they're doing? They're sitting down chilling. But amazingly, once Apostle Paul began to work on the fire, a snake jumped up. I can preach on that. There are snakes in the church. Uh huh. You know, hey, don't turn me off. <laughs> you know, God sent me, I don't send myself. What do you do when you try your best to make it in life? And there are always snakes not smiling at you, biting you. Snakes on the job. Snakes in the church. Snake in the city. Snake in the parish. He was beaten. This was a very 
poisonous snake. Just when you think you survive one thing. Remember, they just survived a shipwreck. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. Just when you think the trouble is over, something else. Just when you think the fight is over, something else will come up. Just when you think now you got a job, something else will happen. Just when you think now I finally find me a husband, the devil will raise his ugly head. Just when you think now I finally got me a house, took me 20 years to get mine. Then all of a sudden things begin to break down. The snake jumped up and bites. Somebody may be here today, you've been bitten by snakes of life. I got good news. God is fixing to heal you. If you receive that, shout amen. Ladies and gentlemen, how you know, Reverend, notice that the snake bites Paul while he was helping. If you would just continue to do the right thing, no weapon, no weapon, form or fashion against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you shall be condemned. This is the heritage. The children of Almighty God. Don't worry about their ugly face. Don't worry about what they see on Facebook. You just keep on doing the right thing. And if a snake bites you, even the Bible says, if you drink any deadly poison, it's not going to hurt you. I walk free. If I can just write down everything they've said about me. It will blow your mind. All I'm trying to do is raise the bar. Proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Help somebody to do better for themselves. They just escaped a shipwreck. They thought, oh Lord, thank you, I made it. But here come the devil. And notice one thing. The devil is an ugly devil. Notice how many prisoners that were there. 200, that's right brother, 276 other prisoners. He didn't mess with none of them. Have you noticed that the devil messing with you only when you're trying to do the right thing? Here you are, you've been smoking weeds for 10 long years. And finally you say, I'm through with this. And then here comes the devil. That's when all your old friend, you want some? No, I don't want some. He that the son of God set free is free indeed. I wish I had time to break this down. Do you know why the snake came out? The Bible tells you. You read the book of Acts chapter 28, 
verse 3. The snake told you exactly. The, the Bible tells you exactly why the snake come up. It said, the heat. I can stop here and go home. If there is trouble in your home, turn on the heat. Every python spirit will come out of your house. They might crawl to another. <laughs> they might cross, cross to your neighbor's house. Run them out of your house. Run them out of your marriage. Don't let the devil keep your children sick. Turn on the heat. How do you turn on the heat? Turn on the heat with your praise. How you are listening to me? I'm trying to, I'm trying to help somebody. Turn on the heat with your worship. You can praise your way out of trouble. Are you listening to me this morning? You can praise your way out of difficulty. Yes, I know you have a cut here and coming up. Yes, I know there is sickness in the family. But God said, if God be for you. Who in the world can be against you? When the snake feel the heat. Guess what the snake did? He came out. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen. The reason why the snake was after Paul alone. Is the same reason why the snake is after you and me. Listen to me church. There is an anointing upon your life. The devil don't chase losers. But when he knows God is fixing to use you, that's when he will come after you. That's when he start messing with you on your job. That's when you see people coming up with rumors and anointings. You know why? Because you are anointed. Some people will ask me, then, if I am anointed, if I'm destined for greatness, then why me? Why is the devil chasing me? Can I be real this morning? God wants to showcase you. To tell the whole world. I remember. I remember. True story. I fell down preaching one day. I lose consciousness. And the first question I asked God, why me? And God said, you've been telling everybody I'm a healer. Now I want to show the whole world. On television. So they can have a record. That my servant fell down and collapsed. But the power of God. like preaching today. God can fix it for you. And believe me when I tell you he knows what he's doing. Oh, my time, my time is, is, you see, I'm telling you, Paul was preaching the gospel. 
He had a thorn in his flesh. He, he prayed three times. He said, Lord, remove this mess. But God said, no, I'm not going to remove it. There are things that God will allow in your life to keep you humble. So you don't destroy your own self. But God said, but don't worry about it. My grace is sufficient for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. The man was preaching the gospel. And they arrest him. Put him in jail. And then you see, ladies and gentlemen, he shipwrecked. Then, why is he shipwrecked? Because the stupid sailors would not listen and follow his instructions. And the funny thing is that when people don't listen to godly advice and then they get in trouble, guess who they will call? Ref! Yes, sir! Yes, sir! I need you now! Yes, oh, really? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, then they find themselves at an island called Malita. Malita in your life, Malita in my life is a place where you get stuck in life. It's a place you don't even know what's going on. Unfamiliar. It's a place that it's raining all around you. It's cold all around you. You find yourself shivering. In the spirit, all of us have been to this island. But there is a way for God to deliver you out of any island of Malita in your life. And maybe you're going through something right now. And you need God to intervene. You know you're not. If God don't help you, you're not going to make it. Notice the people's reaction when they saw Paul beaten by snake. People began to come up with some ideas. That's one thing about people. Anytime something happened to you, they will come up with some story. Oh, they say he must have been a murderer. Oh, they say he must have been a false preacher. Oh, God must have been mean to him. Some of them will even say, how you call yourself a Christian and your child died of cancer? They will always, that's why I say, the Bible tells you trust in no human being. Put your trust in God. Don't even lean onto your own understanding. In all your ways, Acknowledge God. And he's the one to direct your path. They think the reason why you're in trouble is because God has forsaken you. When they see you in hospital, they say, he must have done something wrong. When your marriage is no longer working, they say, uh-huh, 
And he ain't no Christian. In their mind, if you're a Christian, why would God allow you to be in Malita? If you say you're born again, I saw you in the choir singing, then how come your husband left you? They will come up with some storyline. They were not there. They don't know the truth. They don't know the real story. But they are, yeah, 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 yeah. Then they, it's a spirit of gossip. Let me ask you a question. Has the devil ever tried to convince you that the reason why you're going through is because something's wrong with your life? Well, let me set you free today. Many times you go through so that God can be glorified. Hallelujah. I thank God for my mountains. I thank him for my valley. I thank him for every storm, for every shipwreck I've been through. You know why if I never had problem? I would never know I have a God that can fix it. I would never know what faith in God could do. Treat all. I learned to trust in Jesus. Do I have a witness in the house? Please learn something. I got to wind up. Learn something from Paul. He was not having a pity party. Some of you, you'll be beaten by snake of life and, and you'll be screaming and yelling and freaking out. Notice he did not defend himself. I'm amazed. People will say, Pastor, this is what they say about you. What you going to say? It's another day in the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, how am I going to be responding to innuendos and rumors when the Lord is blessing me right now? He woke me up this morning and he started me on my way anybody here the Lord is blessing me when 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 let me sing that song the Lord is blessing me hallelujah right now oh right now do I have a witness Shake it up. 
am I preaching to this morning? You got to learn to shake out the devil. Don't let him ride in your car. Shake it up. Don't let him get in your marriage. Shake it up. Don't let him mess with your children. Shake it up. this, the leader of the island. I'm talking to you about a place called Malita. Yes. The leader heard about a preacher beaten by snake. Do you know the world has heard your story? <laughs> oh Lord help me Jesus. Then they will add to it. The line out, they, they, they will add more. The, the leader of the island heard, and guess what he said? He invited Paul. The Bible said, Three days Paul stayed in his house. And the leader wanted to find out if this guy can survive a snake bite and shake it up. There must be something special. While Paul was there, he discovered that the father of this leader in the island is very sick and at the point of death. Now Paul now realized, oh, now I see why I'm on the island of Malita for the glory of God. The Bible says, Apostle Paul lay hand on him. Come here, Brother Deacon. Apostle, you see, Apostle Paul lay hand and pray for the man. And the man got healed. But you see one thing I see? The same hand that was beaten by snake. Ah, Jesus. The same hand that the devil is trying to use to destroy your job. The same hand that the, the Lord healed. It was the same hand that become the hand of miracle. You know what I'm trying to tell you? There are some things you and I are going through right now. But if you would let go and let God, if you would shake it up, that same hand will be, become a hand of your miracle. That same hand is what God going to use to bless you. The crisis that we go through is what creates opportunity in our lives. Guess what happened? Everybody that was sick in the island, they all came. How you doing, coach? Good to see you, sir. Everybody in the island that was sick came. And Paul, one by one, and there was a revival on the island of Malita. What the devil meant for evil, God turning around for your good. Open your mouth, shout amen. Shout amen again. Shout amen again. Everything the devil meant for evil, I decree and I declare God will turn it around for your good. I said God will turn it around for your good. 
I say God will turn him around for your good. It is so. In Jesus' name. I'm out of time. Everybody stand to your feet. If you're here today and you have any request, anything you believe in God for, I want to pray with you. I want to stand in agreement with you. You know why? Because God said, if two shall agree concerning anything here on earth, that's where we are right now. He said, it shall be done of our Father. I don't need to know the details. But in the spirit, I want to agree with you. That God will turn around everything the devil meant for you. These two shall pass. Somebody needs to stand in the gap for their own children. Somebody needs to stand in the gap for their job. For their career, for their future. See what I've been telling you, ladies and gentlemen. Paul cannot die on the island of Melissa. How you know that, Reverend? Because God told him, I'm taking you to Rome. If God is taking you to Rome, you cannot die at Melita. And I'll be honest with you, I've been through Melita many times on my job, Malita. Even in my marriage, Malita. In my health, Malita. But God told me I'm taking you to Rome. I cannot die. Malita. I believe God. Even look at my politician. God bless you. I even see, I see Gary Hayes here. God bless you. That's what we need in this community. Gary Johnson, Reverend Reed, all these people. We need Christians in the house. Yes, I said it. Why would you put a, a demonic person to be your city council, to be your mayor? The devil is alive. I will continue to sound the alarm. Everyone, believe in God. Pray with me today. I believe God that nobody will lose. We're all going to make it even if we have to make it on broken pieces. That said the Lord. You will not die on the island of Malita. Everything the devil meant for evil, God is going to turn it around for your good. Father God, I thank you. Holy Spirit will welcome you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy, oh God. You said it and we believe it. Those who love the Lord shall do exploit. I decree and declare over everyone before this altar. Whatever is going on, if it's from the devil, it shall not prosper. I send every demonic activities 
in your life, in my life, back to the sender. In the name of Jesus Christ. I plead the blood of Jesus over you, over your household, over your children, your children's children. Anybody connected with you, I call them blessed in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, the blessings of Abraham will begin to manifest in your life, will begin to manifest in your career, will begin to manifest in your health. I declare and I declare, greater is he that is in you than the devil that is in the whole world. It shall be well with you. It shall be well with you. It shall be well with you. Whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe, and you shall receive. This is my prayer for you. May God grant you the desires of your heart. In Jesus' name. Open your mouth, shout amen. Come on, shout amen. Open your mouth, give God your loudest amen. I want to thank you for your presence in the house. Thank you for letting me walk through the Bible with you. I pray God will increase you more and more in the name of Jesus Christ. For our benediction, I need one of our pastors to come up, please. Please do not leave until after the benediction. One of the pastors, praise the Lord. Thank you, choir, for your ministry today. Enjoy your singing. I feel like singing too. I'm going to join the choir. God bless you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance and may he give you peace. And may the Lord give you traveling grace and mercy as you go to your various homes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.